Welcome to episode 198, yes, 198, of the TDR Now podcast, the first English-speaking podcast focusing on the Disney parks and theme parks in Asia, including Tokyo Disney Resort, Hong Kong Disneyland, which we're talking about today, Shanghai Disneyland, Universal Studios Japan, eventually the Ghibli theme park when that opens. All these wonderful places throughout Asia. And we're coming to you directly from Japan. You can find us up on our website at tdrexplorer.com. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, all under TDR Explorer. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, the chief content editor for TDR Explorer. And I am the one spending hours and hours editing video for the reopening of Hong Kong Disneyland. (laughs) And joining as always is the wonderful, wonderful Patricia. Hey guys, it's me Trish. I take photos, um, usually at the parks, but not right now. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Dream Sweets Love. And I am the one um, in in shock, in shock over the mask madness going. I guess I shouldn't be in shock, but I'm, I'm still I'm still kind of in shock over like the mask madness that's been happening here. <laughs> you know? Yeah, people have been uh I don't know, crazy because the was it the Uniglow Arism masks came out. Were released, yes, and there was um and... massive massive queues. <sighs> I wanted to get some, but when I saw pictures online of the lines i just thought no it's not worth it not worth it not worth it and i bet you anything they will release them again and it will be available online and you won't have to risk big crowds of people not social distancing and walk running to the registers (laughs) walk running (laughs) walk running i saw a frenzy of people um, when there was like a, an announcement in the mall that was like, oh, there's knockoff Uniqlo masks. And there was like, it was like a freaking shark frenzy. It was insane. So <laughs> I'm just avoiding all of that. You know what? I would rather wear the freaking heavy normal mask than risk the crowds of people. But that's just me. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I I, I haven't gone to Uniqlo since they released. That was like what five days ago now or something. I think they came out like on a Friday. It was Friday, yeah, because I went it into work Friday. and I was like, "What is this? What is? What are all these people doing?" And my coworker is like, "That's for the Uniqlo mask," and I'm like, "Shut up! No way!" <laughs> I actually did go to Uniqlo uh, the day it came out, and I just thought, you know what, I'll go. It's probably sold out, but I'll look anyway. And I went to two different ones, and yeah, they were sold out i wasn't surprised i wasn't expecting to find any uh but there was nobody there yeah lined once, up. once the stuff was gone there's no need to be yeah and i haven't seen anybody wearing them that nobody. okay that is a really good point and i'm like where are all the people that bought them <laughs> yeah if i bought it i'm sorry but i'm gonna be wearing that that thing i know right oh, and let <laughs> me tell on. you speaking of knockoff masks <laughs> 
about like a couple of days before the Uniqlo mask came out. I hadn't seen what they look like because I hadn't done like any research on it until like after the madness started. I'm like, what do they even look like? Are they it was, like a special design? And Itoya, the stationery store, had a mask that looked super close to the Uniqlo mask, like the design and everything. And I'm like, oh, maybe Itoya is the place to go. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's so just crazy. a matter of time before the market is flooded with Arism knockoffs. And I mean, because it seems like, like every every department store in Japan, at least, has their own version of Arism yes. shirts, uh-huh. you know, the cooling shirts. Like Eon has like a big line of the knockoffs, right? Yeah. And like they have like a bunch of sports companies that are releasing masks. So you know that because it's made for sports, it should also be really breathable and like lighter material. So like Mizuno mm-hmm. and a bunch of other, um, what is the Under Armour, like a bunch of sports companies are releasing masks. So I mean, there's other options, people. But you know what? Yeah. Enough about that. I'm so sorry. Let's talk about something <laughs> fun and exciting and kind of magical. Yeah, we're going to talk about... Hong Kong Disneyland Yay! and it's reopening. Woohoo! Woohoo! Before we start, though, we have to give a shout out to our Patreon. If you want to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash TDR now and yeah, support the show. And we have multiple rewards. One of them is the $5 level where we will shout out your name at the end of the show. So we have a Long list of wonderful explorers already. If you want to add your name on there, head on over to patreon.com slash TDR now and uh, put your put your pledge in there. I love Hong Kong. I, do, I, I do really too. I miss it. I miss it so much. I'm sad that we can't travel there right now. I because know. Because of the ban- travel bans. I know. Uh, I, but... A lot of people were asking when they could travel there. And I just had to say, I don't know. Like, I honestly <laughs> do not know. If you listen to our last podcast, we were telling you very bluntly just to cancel your trip to Japan for the rest of this year. Because it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Um, and probably the same thing for Hong Kong. I mean, um, yeah. And there's a lot more going on there. You know, there's a lot of instability. Yeah. So... It's not just the pandemic, mm-hmm. which it looks like they have under control. Oh, yeah, I think so. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's more the civil unrest that's still going on over there, too. Yeah, I, I so mean, we're, we're rooting we're rooting for the people of Hong Kong, of course. Yes. So, Of course, we support Hong Kong. We got to talk about Disneyland because Disneyland is... I, yeah, like I said, I love Hong Kong Disneyland. It's... As much as I love Tokyo Disney Resort, Tokyo Disney Resort is a whole other beast. Hong Kong Disneyland is a vacation to me. Because <laughs> oh. Tokyo Disney Tokyo Disney can be so stressful yeah. at times. It's wonderful and it's great. They do wonderful things. But you have to plan and really know what you're doing <laughs> if you want to uh, you know, do a lot of the stuff. Whereas with Hong Kong, you can waltz up at noon. And you can ride everything before three o'clock. And then you can go have a leisurely late lunch, catch a late show. And if it's too hot in the afternoon, go back to the hotel, dip in the pool for a little bit, and then go back, ride everything again, and then watch some more shows. And it's just so relaxed. It's so laid back. And it's like it such is. a pleasant like vacation experience. And you're right there not only at the theme parks but you have like an amazing city to explore and there's just so much to see and do 
So I, I feel like the, the people of Hong Kong have had such a hard time, both with the pandemic and um, like having their way of life threatened that, I mean, man, if anybody deserves it right now, they really, really deserve to have like some kind of escape at the moment, you know? All right. Hong Kong Disneyland. So it reopened on June 18th after being closed what seemed like an eternity. Yeah. Was it January 26th? Something like that? They closed really early, yeah. Wow. That is so long. That's ridiculous. Is that like (laughs) the longest? I think that is that the longest Disney like parks closure? Man, you're right. They, They might hold the record for that. Because like parks have closed before due to various reasons, but never this long. Mm-hmm. I think, well, Tokyo Disney, uh, well, obviously right now they're still closed as of this recording. It's been the longest closure for them. Prior to that, it was what, a month when the 2011 earthquake happened? I, I feel like it was longer. It was like a month and a half or something like that. Um, I, I don't know exactly off the top of my head, but yeah, it was it was a while. But now, of course, this is quite the big stretch for Tokyo Disney. But yeah, Hong Kong, what was that, five months? Five months. I think January, so. February, March, yeah. April, May, June. Yeah, five months. That's ridiculously crazy. But they're reopened now. They're doing a really good job, doing a bang-up job over there. Uh, we had an explorer, Explorer Haruka, was actually there, and she got videos and photos for us so everything's all on the website so if you want to go give her a follow on instagram and stuff what's her what's her instagram account it's hard it's hard to sound out i know um it's haruka it's like haruka dot matata and it's h-a-r-o-o h-a-r-o-o haruka dot m-a-t-a-t-a it's not exactly easy to spell out <laughs> but it, it's on our website so just go check that out and uh give her give her a follow so she's our, our correspondent over in hong kong giving us all this wonderful information and sharing all that stuff so how does it work i mean i guess at this point everyone kind of knows what to expect <laughs> uh social distancing not everything's running you have to make reservations all that fun stuff again we have to really have to emphasize that Hong Kong's borders are still closed. So unless you're in Hong Kong and there's a couple special other places, I think like um, Macau, Taiwan, and somewhere else, I want to say, those places you can go into Hong Kong, but everywhere else, like, no, you can't. Mm-hmm. So and even uh, even us here in Japan, we, we can't go to Hong Kong. And, and rightfully so. They've worked really hard to get those numbers down. They do not want to see a resurgence. Yeah, their signage for the park too. They're they're very explicit, saying if you're oh, obviously if you're sick, don't come. Mm-hmm. If you have a fee, you you get your temperature checked. They do the temperature tent, similar to Shanghai Disneyland, where you just walk through and it's like the the thermal camera thing. And they also say if you're under mandatory quarantine, you're not to visit. Of course, um, which makes sense. But I haven't seen that like stated so bluntly but i think like you have to be is my opinion with that and the other one is if you've traveled if you just returned to hong kong after traveling within 14 days 
you're not to come in either. Yeah, they're they're pretty um pretty blunt when it comes to that, but makes sense. And to to get into the park, you have to make a reservation. So if you're an AP holder, so which is called Magic Access, you have to make a reservation online. So that because they're only limiting or they're limiting how many people can go into the park, which obviously makes sense. And then for everybody else, you have to buy buy a ticket in, in advance before you go, because on a normal day, you can just waltz up to Hong Kong Disneyland and buy your ticket the day of, usually, but not right now. And it's, we don't know how long that's going to last for. It's probably going to be for a while. Like I said, it doesn't apply to 99% of us because we're not there. <laughs> so uh, this is, I guess this is more for those that are living in Hong Kong that want to know this information or just to get an idea of how things work. <laughs> I mean, I think it's just really interesting to see like how they're doing it because it seems like every park has like its own like set of like rules and like standards that they're kind of working with so it's kind of interesting to see how they handle it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and from what i've seen hong kong has been doing a really good job with it yeah they almost overdid it no i want to say no no but that's a good thing yeah in my opinion but also too i think just because hong kong is not really a busy park on a normal day right it just looked like there was just like so much stuff, but not a lot of people. So it kind of, you know, kind of looks like there's a lot. Obviously, they'll they'll eventually start ramping up and letting more people into the park. At the 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 entrance, though. So for those of you that that have been to Hong Kong before, you know, once you come off the the metro, and then there's the big archway with Mickey on it, and it says Hong Kong Disneyland Resort on it. And then, you know, you have that really long walk that seems like it's an eternity. And then you get to the middle where there's the the statue mm-hmm. with Mickey on the surfboard and he's on top of the whale. Yeah. And then you turn to the right and then there's the gates for Hong Kong Disneyland. To get into that area now, you have to walk to the left of the statue of the of the fountain and it's like this really long roundabout way to get into the security area. Like, it's really long. <laughs> I mean, it, it makes sense because you're spacing people out and you're giving the security enough time to kind of, like, have people, like, going through. Yeah. And they have all the social distancing markers. Mm-hmm. And the biggest difference that I saw between Hong Kong and Shanghai. So Shanghai did a mixture of this is where you stand. This is where you don't stand. Yeah. Hong Kong went the route of this is where you stand and that's all they do. So it's consistent throughout the entire park. So it's not really confusing, which is good. Good. Um, the, the, there is a couple exceptions, but they're very few and far in between. For Mystic Manor, so Mystic Manor has the pre-show, right? Uh, so instead of uh, just not doing the pre-show, which would be terrible because the pre-show is fantastic for Mystic Manor. It's part of the story. You need to have that pre-show. Um, they have these pentagons on the ground telling you where to stand. So like that, I guess that's like the only thing, but it's kind of obvious when you go in there because they're these big white pentagrams, pentagon, pentagrams. Wow. Oh, yes. pentagons. <laughs> they made it better. <laughs> <laughs> pentagons, pentagrams. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. <laughs> got dark oh we went to a dark place there for a moment well it'd be almost fitting it's mystic manor it makes sense it would it would be like extra theming that would be kind of cool i'm not gonna lie oh my goodness uh now i'm worried that i may have said that in my video i hope not oh well well if i did 
I'm sure people it's can, okay. People can tear me apart in the comments, whatever. You know they will. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what I say, right? Exactly. Oh, uh, that's hilarious. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> These white pentagons on the ground telling you where to stand. And then everything else is pretty... Can you imagine it forms like a magic barrier that you can't cross? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Just incorporate it into the story. Yes. For the like the ride vehicles and stuff, from what I could gather, the attractions that were like outside, like Grizzly Gulch and stuff, they didn't stagger people. Like it wasn't like one row and then an empty row. And like they didn't alternate that way. It's just everyone just kind of went on. So that was very interesting. But I guess if it's a coaster, I guess whatever. You have like all that open air. Maybe that's why. Yeah, I guess so. But then um, the one that I found the most interesting was the Iron Man experience. So Iron Man experience is basically Star Tours. Or not basically Star. It is Star Tours. It's the same ride system. It's just Iron Man. I prefer Iron Man to be quite honest. Uh <laughs> So how they do it is they don't use the middle seats in each row. So it's like three and three okay. on each row. And then there's two empty seats in the middle of each row. So then the group, so you can still be grouped with your party, but you're spaced out from the people beside you, not in front of you, but beside you. I have so a I question. Was, I might've missed hmm. this. And if I did, I'm so sorry. Um, for all the attractions, I'm assuming you're wearing the mask the entire time, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Even like coasters and everything. Yeah. Everyone okay. was wearing masks. Awesome. And Hong Kong doesn't have water rides, so there's no worry about getting your mask wet. Right. Right. <laughs> so it's pretty, pretty straightforward uh, in that sense. Um, and the other thing, this, so this is another thing that. Um, was interesting to me. So when Shanghai opened, they didn't have indoor shows right away. I think it was for the first week. There was no show like outdoor or sorry, indoor shows. Uh Hong Kong, on the other hand, first day they had their shows, their indoor shows. Not that they have a lot. Yeah. Um, The, the biggest ones being uh, festival, of the lion King and Mickey, Mickey and the wonders book. I guess those are, yeah, those are only two indoor ones anyway, but they were running and they had the social distancing stuff implemented straight away with it. So for the Festival of the Lion King, it's very it's uh, same setup as the one in Mad, or not Magic Kingdom, uh, Animal Kingdom, mm-hmm. at Walt Disney World's where it's like the shows in the middle, yeah, and everyone's like sat around like you know. Uh, Hockey arena style, arena style, whatever you want to call it. I don't sports, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and in there, they had these markers on the on the benches. It's all benches telling you where you can't sit. And again, it's very clear and very obvious what, where you're not supposed to sit. And everyone was spaced out pretty good. So I think they, they did a really good job with that. I mean, yeah, I can see them like being able to do the shows right away because the, the operations over there is a lot more organized like mm. you've heard you've heard our stories of the, of getting of into the at shanghai getting into the like for example the pirate show and how it was like insanity people were pushing on the stairs and i was afraid that we were going to get pushed down the stairs and it was like just 
madness. So, like, Hong Kong, where it's already pretty organized anyway, it would be a lot easier to implement, like, the seating and how to let people in a little at a time and everything. It would be, like, I feel, like, much easier. Yeah. And then um, for Mickey and the Wondrous Book, so it's all bench seats because mm-hmm. it's you know, it's a big theater, right? And not everyone has an individual seat, but it's like these big long benches. And what they did was they just covered spots where you're not supposed to sit. Yeah. So it looked like, I don't know if it was paper or vinyl or whatever, but it was very, like, very obvious where you weren't supposed to sit because you physically couldn't. So I think Hong Kong, yeah, like Hong Kong did a really good job with just making it really dead simple to know what you're not supposed to do, where you're not supposed to sit and stand. I feel like a lot of that's going to get implemented here. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, Tokyo is going to follow the same route easily. Mm -hmm. And then the parades aren't happening. That makes sense to me, too. Yeah, it's people congregate. With when it's parades like e- even if it's moving people congregate mm-hmm. and there's not much you can do about that especially along parade routes it's just it's it's impossible right. to distance people so they do this little cavalcade though that's cool like this cute little cavalcade i think it's um it's on the train or whatever it, i think it's the same floats that they do for the rainy day parade so it's like you know two or three little floats and they just kind of zip through wave and they're gone all right so yeah it works. That's not bad. That's that's really cute, actually. And it's nice that they do something, you know? Mm-hmm. And it looks like everyone was following the rules for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, people were wearing masks and stuff. And it, the park just wasn't overly busy either. So that also helps. I think the, I, the longest wait I saw for the opening day was, what, 20 minutes? And that was for the Toy Story parachute ride. Which is, it takes a long time to like load and unload and everything. So, okay, not bad at all then. Yeah, that like, yeah, that ride's notoriously slow. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's almost worse than Thorn. Yeah. But we have to talk about the castle. Oh my goodness, the castle. The castle. You it and is... I have differing opinions. Okay. But that's okay. That's okay. And I'm glad that someone loves the castle. I love the fact that it, it represents diversity, at least to me, because there's all these different princesses in it. And it's so different from what we're used to. Uh-huh. And I am so happy to see these different princesses represented, especially Pocahontas. Like, Pocahontas is my girl. Well, it's She's good my girl. that Pocahontas, yeah, it's good that she they, they're representing her somewhere because she does not get a lot of attention, which is like a shame. Well, and myself, I am also indigenous, mm-hmm. so having someone that I could relate to, not that I could relate to Pocahontas, well, that's a whole other podcast. That's that's <laughs> that's that's a whole that's a whole other thing. No, but, but like, yeah, you never you never see her get representation. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and the castle's not done yet either. Uh-huh. Like the backside's still not done. There's still scaffolding in the front. The front is still all torn up and stuff. So we still have a ways to go. And I think once it's done, it's going to look spectacular. Like I'm already loving it. And I guess like if I, if I had a criticism for it, because you know, nothing's perfect is you can still see the footprint of sleeping beauty's castle in there. So I don't know if that's going to be ingrained in my head forever or if i'm just gonna eventually forget about it once everything's done i don't know i guess we'll have to wait and see on that well what do you think about it 
I I still think it looks like a mess, but you know what? That's my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes. No, I still think it looks like a mess. But you know what? Fair it's, enough. If people enjoy the castle, and like you said, it has all the princesses, and I'm sure. You know, and, and like, what's really great is that it does have some princes that never, never freaking get any attention. Um, so, yeah, that's that's good at least. I just wish the design would have had more thought put into it, rather than just a mishmash of different designs. <laughs> Fair enough. But I, like you said, I'm sure there's a lot of people that'll love it. And that's the important thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Watch, next Tokyo's going to get envious and they're going to want something different. Oh my God, don't <laughs> even say it. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, well, in Tokyo, we have Cinderella's Castle and there's already a Cinderella's Castle in Walt Disney World. So, but I, I guess ours isn't pink any, pink. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a very bright pink right now in the. In, in the Florida. States. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, I think the sun will wash it out eventually. <laughs> but yeah, after it's, a couple um, weeks. it's very vibrant. Yeah. Very eh, vibrant. Fair enough. Whatever. Yeah. As for other um, construction, the Frozen Lens is coming along too. It's freaking crazy, right? How fast that's going. Yeah. It's next year. Well, December, like tentatively December 2021 so it's still like a year and a half away so we're not anywhere near it being done the castle said to be done i'm reading for the 15th anniversary of the park which uh -huh. is in september which would make sense i think they could probably get it done before then let me tell you and i'm sure they're grateful for that buffer you know <laughs> december december 2021 is sounding pretty good so I think they'll take it. Uh, yeah. As for the Frozen Lands, yeah, there's the the roller coaster that's coming, and then there's another attraction and all that. I, th I think it's going to be the first Disney park to have a Frozen themed land, like to open, because obviously we're getting the one in Tokyo, but that's not opening for a while. I'm like so excited. Yeah, but I definitely so, want to go to Hong Kong to see that. For oh sure. yeah, it's going to be good. I am. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, and also, uh, what's his name? Olu Mel. Made his debut. Yes, I'm, he's Weird. everywhere. Now. What's what's going on? So wait, where is he he's now? Kind of... He's in Hong Kong. So, is he at Shanghai as well? Yeah, he came when Shanghai. Well, he came shortly after Shanghai reopened. Okay. Or like earlier this month or something like that. Yeah, and then he just kind of he's like, oh, I'm here in Hong Kong now too. Cool. He's just hopping around. Yeah, uh, for those that don't know, Olu Mel is a friend of Duffy's, and he originated in Alani. Yeah. Quickly came over to Asia, very quickly. Like, right at, we just went to Alani for the for Christmas, and I'm like, look, buy the turtles, you can only buy them here. And now you can buy them many places. But yeah. he's, he's, um, he's, he's, he's kind of cute. I like him. I like turtles. So. Yeah. yeah. He's cute. My son I loves him. Cute. He like brings him everywhere. He's like a teenager and... too. It's like kind of weird. I'm like, don't, don't bring him with you. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I have them, like I have them, but I don't take them anywhere with me. He likes to bring it to XBRE. He's like, come Olu, let's go to XBRE. <laughs> let's ride the model and take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, talk, uh, speaking of merchandise, uh, they're, so Hong Kong Disneyland has a Starbucks, right? Yeah. And they're still selling the old 
Starbucks You Are Here mug for Hong Kong Disneyland because it still has the old castle what? on it. Okay, I want that. <laughs> so I kind yeah, I kind of want to get one before it's a relic because they're going to have to update that thing. So I think I need to get one to get me one. Can you order internationally or no? No. Darn it. <laughs> You have to go to Hong Kong, but no, we can't go to Hong Kong because of travel bans. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh well. oh, well. But yeah, Hong Kong has been doing a really good job with the reopening. And yeah, it's good. Hopefully we can get back at some point. <laughs> One day. <laughs> some point soon. For Soon-ish. a frozen land, for sure. Yes. Well, before we go, we have to say thank you to some wonderful, wonderful explorers who are supporting us here on Patreon. And if you want to support us, you can head on over to patreon.com slash TDR now. A big thank you to Acro Disney Girl, Amanda C., Amy B., Amy C., Mama Explorer, Benjamin, Brent M., Carrie, Claire, Claudia, Dave, David, Emily, and Baker. And thank you to Jamie, Jose, Kathy, Lee, Murray H., Michael, Murray, Sophie, Spoopy, Thomas, Kay, Alexandra, Lizzie, Amy and Andy, and Eli. A big thank you, you guys. (laughs) Make sure you rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your podcasts from. If you have any questions or suggestions, send them to us on social media or at our email, contact at tdrexplorer.com. And you can find everything we talked about here up on our website at tdrexplorer.com. And we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, all those places under TDR Explorer. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, the chief content editor for TDR Explorer. And I am the one uh, avoiding the standing standing on pentagrams. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i don't know does the pentagram create a barrier against corona though in that case it might be beneficial you never know you never know you won't know another shit unless you try <laughs> and joining as always is the wonderful patricia um i'm trish you can find me at dream sweets love and i am the one um <laughs> I feel like slowly, like the more podcasts we record, we have like these ups and downs. We're like, oh, it's a good news. And then we're like, oh, one day the parks will open again. And I'm I'm the one wondering if Tokyo Disney Resort will open before episode 200 of the podcast or not. I know we have two more. Uh, What do you think? I don't know. I hope. Maybe maybe episode 200. We'll have to, if the parks are open and we can go, we can record it from the park or something. I don't know. Can you imagine, like, if, like, episode 200, that's the day we get the news or something. Oh, it's going to open or something like that. Oh, my goodness. Or, I mean, like, or maybe, we're, we're like, gonna... you're right. Maybe we'll actually be in the park. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe we'll hold off or something. I don't know. I don't know, we'll man. It it's kind of scary. It's like, you know, it's kind of like anticipation and dread at the same time. It's like, yeah. It's like a very mixed feeling. Like, how do we feel? Like, I kind of want them to open, but I kind of don't want them to. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know exactly what you mean. Oh, my goodness. All right, explorers, we will talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs> Keep exploring. Keep exploring.